All right. This is where I belong. Everybody knows it. And it's been a while. I think it was like March the last time I was on a beautiful boat like this. Live from Alpen House in Amsterdam. It's Chris Honorado. It's Ashley Miller, Honorado and Company. And we have a ton to get to, Ash. I'll give you the details of this beautiful Regency boat, which is luxury on the water, which is really the only way, you know me, the only mm-hmm. way I like to really go anywhere is in absolute plush luxury. Yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about this boat, some of the great deals they have here too, right? As we approach the real depths of summer, we're beyond Memorial Day weekend, everybody now in the summer mood, but when school lets out and everybody's on vacation, stuff like that, the great deals that Alpenhaus has here in Amsterdam to get you out onto the water or to the campground or out on the road, whatever you want to do. If it's even an RV, they are the place to go for sure. Live golf and the PGA Tour, a marriage nobody saw coming. One that uh, not even Hollywood could have dreamt up, and yet it feels like a Hollywood marriage. A little bit. Destined to crash and burn. I wonder if it will indeed do that. Um, A local story that everybody is talking about. Would you go to the prom, or would you play in a state championship game? We are only going to approach, well, I'll speak for myself. I'm only going to approach this from what I would do. Mm-hmm. I do not have children. I'm I'm not a female who, as I learned in the News Channel 13 newsroom this morning, may value the prom more than I did back in the day. Um, and maybe it's a little competitive bone in my body that mm-hmm. just speaks more than anything else. I'll, I'll give you my perspective. I think Ash will only approach it from her perspective as well. And she has a great perspective as somebody who played softball locally and had to make a similar, not exactly the same, but a similar choice to what Shen softball players are facing. NBA finals, Stanley cup final into the middle of the series. At this point, Aaron judge goes back to the injury list. We have so much to get into Ash and our guests are Harry Potter. Did you ever think you'd see the day? No. Harry Potter on Broadway comes to Honorado and Company. Let's get going. This is Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhaus. And that's exactly where I am, Alpenhaus in Amsterdam, Route 30. This is a beautiful spot here. Boats, kayaks, uh, they've got the wave runners, grills, whirlpools. Yeti behind you. The Yeti, right. They've got just all the summer accessory essentials as well. Yeti, be it the cooler, the cups, whatever you need for the campground or out on the boat. Uh, new brand here at Alpenhaus too, and that's the Costa sunglasses. Those are up behind me as well. I'll give you a, a better look at that. But I am on a 2023 Regency 230 LE3. This thing, all right, as Mark O'Dell told me, who runs the joint around here, is absolute luxury on the water. So you want to have a good time on the water. Get one of these bad boys. And they've great they've got great Barletta boats as well, which we've shown you. So whatever your flavor is for getting out on the water this summer, uh Alpenhaus is the place to go. It is definitely not too late to get whatever you need, uh boat. And and honestly, they've got all the pool stuff too, right? So lake, ocean, pool, 
any body of water, they got you covered. Oh, okay. You want to do a roll call? Please. I'll do a little roll call here. The bleacher creature roll call. Jay Pulaski, good morning, Honorados. Chris looks like he has the dream set up this morning. Yeah, yeah the only thing well, better would be for it to be out on the water. There it is. Jeff Casey, good morning, Jeff. Thank you for watching. And our guy, Sam, good morning, Ash and Chris. If it looks like I'm squinting for the next hour, it's because I'm just trying to read some of the screen. Our, here. And, and my eyes are good. Screen. I've got contacts in, but it's a smaller screen and uh, I'm far away from the computer. But regardless of the point, Ash, um, PGA and Live Tour. Now we have this incredible development yeah. between these two rivals. Not only was there a, a war of words, there was a court battle playing out. And to everyone's great shock, these two sides, and I know we're throwing the European Tour too, I get it, mm -hmm. are merging. Nobody saw it coming. I mean, this was like, there's a great 30 for 30 about the uh, Baltimore Colts leaving for Indianapolis, like under the cover of darkness and night. Mm -hmm. Nobody saw it coming. That's exactly what this was. This okay. thing broke in the morning on Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday, right? And you texted yeah. me, what is this PGA Live Golf stuff? I was in a meeting at work and I just, I didn't have to. Yeah. I get out of the meeting. I thought, what is yeah. this PGA Tour and Live Golf stuff? All right, we've got a comment, and we can clarify. And oh, hang on, that's who day. And, and yes, Aaron. Aaron wants to clarify. He's angry at your reporting. Uh, it's not live in the PGA. It's the PGA and the Saudi Public uh, Investment Fund. Yes, that's true. Which also happens to include the Live Golf Tour. I mean, the Live Golf Tour is going to fall under the umbrella of the Saudi Investment Fund, which is that's just how it's going to be. Uh, but yes, technically, Aaron is correct. I, I, fa I fail to see the point here. We are talking about these two individual sports leagues as they are constituted merging. That's what this is. If you want to talk about the Saudi investment, whatever, buying the PGA Tour, essentially, we can talk about that. But I am talking about the coexistence of these two leagues now, these two bitter sides, Rory and Brooks, Bryson and Tiger, uh, that's what I'm talking about here. It's it's the on-course play that becomes incredibly interesting to me, and it leads me to this as we just jump right into it here Dive early in. on in the show. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Ash, my dirty, difficult, done here, sponsored by Performance Industrial and our guy, Bill Miller. This merger will be a difficult pill for some to swallow. Not yeah. to be tough for Brooks or Bryson or Harold Varner or Cam Smith or Phil Mickelson, any of the guys who left. That stupid saying, have your cake and eat it too. That's exactly what these guys are getting. They got paid like crazy. They had to deal with a little bit of public scrutiny for about a year. And pretty soon it's all going to be forgotten because guys like Rory, who so staunchly stood up for the PGA Tour and, and its history, are now going to have to swallow this pill to say, one, I, I was trying to make a moral stand mm -hmm. and not take the Saudi money, as Aaron has pointed out here. I, we get that. But two, 
now I've got to, I have to coexist with these guys every single weekend. And, and so they did what, what Rory perceived to be the morally incorrect thing to do. And yet they're still Ash going to get everything they want. Mm -hmm. They're back in the PGA of America's good graces. We, we, we could make that argument here that it's the Saudis and the PGA of America here that are really kind of coming to terms. These guys will have no problem playing in all four majors, of which none are run by the actual PGA Tour. Right, they can um, do that anyway. So, I, I don't know. I mean, find me the downside to what Phil and Varner and Cam Smith and Brooks and Bryson have done here. Because after a year, they've gotten paid incredibly well. And they're all back as one kind of family here. So I, if you're, if I'm Rory McIlroy, I am so beyond ticked at this. Point oh yeah, Commissioner Jay Monahan and everything that I did to stand up for this tour. Mm -hmm. um, and what did I get out of it? What did I get out of it? And and I'll just make one more point here, Ash, and I'll let you jump in on this here too, because I I can sense it coming if it isn't already in the comments. You have access to that. No, it's not. Yes, morally. It would be great to sit here and say, I would never do that. Never. I've never been offered $150 million. Me neither. And if I can somehow justify taking that money with the idea that I can not only set up my family and the next generation and the next generation, the next generation, but also use some of that money to, to do some good in this world for charitable causes to be more of a financial philanthropist than I am. Who's saying no? I mean, yeah. it's easy for us to say, oh, I would never do that. But you've never been offered it. You've never mm -hmm. had to think about what that would do for your Correct. life. So I, at the outset, I was like, I can't believe these guys are going. And they're in a different financial situation than, mm -hmm. you, than you and I or anybody else watching this show for that matter. They're already multimillionaires. Correct. But... If somebody's going to throw another few hundred million on top of that, let's not let's not act like that's just such an easy thing to say no to. No, listen, I I agree. I think you're right that yeah, Rory should feel bad, and and I get it. Ultimately, this will play out to benefit the PGA Tour players, whether they wanted it or not. You know, they didn't want the Saudis' money to begin with, and guess what? Guess what? Now they're getting it, and they have no choice. So Correct. their purses will go up. The tournaments will be better. They will be more lucrative. They will benefit without, with still being able to say that you made the decision personally not to, to cross over to the dark side. Well, now the dark side came to you. So at least you can still feel good about yourself, but ultimately you are now grouped in with the rest of it. But, and I think Rory's right, live golf is going to go away. It's going yeah. to cease to exist. Greg Norman will go away. Live golf will go away. None of this will be relevant anymore. It will be the PGA funded by the PIF. And there will be more money. And yes, it's still as dirty as it was before. And guess what? Now you have to get over it because you have no other choice. Your leadership, Jay Monahan, and all the people in charge of the PGA basically sold you down the river for their own betterment. And it just so happens to better you as well. So I feel bad for Rory. Listen, he, the, the quote here is, I feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb. And yeah, you should. But at the end of the day, hopefully he gets, like you said, hopefully he can take some of that money that he wins and turn it into to good things. 
I also think he's going to be compensated. I think there will be a check mm-hmm. written to Rory McIlroy. Now, whether or not he chooses to accept it, I don't know. And we may never know if he got it or how much he got. But I do believe that there will be compensation coming to some of the PGA Tour guys who stood up and shook their fist mm-hmm. and spoke loudly into a microphone that not only should their colleagues, competitors not do this, they wouldn't do this. I, I do think there's something coming on the back end here for these guys. Yeah. They want to accept it. And yes, the purses will be larger. You're absolutely right, Ash. But does, doesn't it just make them as guilty as if they were to take the blank check at the outset of this? You're yeah, still- but they're not choosing it. They're, it's Why not? choosing them. No, you don't they're have to play golf. Quit, you- they're not going to quit golf. If you felt that strong, no, that that's morally, not that's about not the fair. money coming. That's not as, fair to ask. They already made the decision not to go to. Like I said, they made the decision not to go to the dark side. The dark side comes to them. They're already signed, sealed, and delivered with the PGA. Asking them to quit—that's ridiculous. You can't ask them to quit golf. Not asking them to. I'm just suggesting if it was that big of a deal, okay, and we looked down on it so sharply. Shouldn't our morals still be in no. line? Chris, they already turned down a hundred plus million dollars to stick with what they felt was right. And now you're basically saying like they didn't do enough to avoid it. They did everything they could to avoid it. Look, I don't think I would have had a problem with them going in the first place. I didn't like the way some of these guys handled it. Like Cam Smith talking about, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. And then all of a sudden he's, he's gone. Uh, without much of a whisper, and you just were kind of shaking your head, like, how did that happen? And same thing with this merger here. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, if if we wanted to be so high and mighty about it a year ago, are we that comfortable now playing for these larger purses, knowing where the money's coming from? What's I the think difference? Rory would tell you no. He's not comfortable okay. doing it. Okay. 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 <laughs> That's why he called himself a sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we got a new go commenter, ahead. Magic ahead, Mark. Uh, in the end, it'll be better for the game to have all the best players competing together every week. I just hope they find some way to retain the college-style team format from Live. Meh. You know, I did watch some Live golf a couple of weeks ago. I was very confused. I hadn't watched any of it. Um, I also wasn't all that entertained. I just felt like I was watching. Now, obviously, they play at a very high level. Yeah. But there was something about the the shorts and the informality of the whole thing, I felt like I was just watching uh, some charity tournament at like Capitol Hills or something. It was a little like, I, I don't know, the graphics were a little much for me. It was a very different feel. Maybe that makes me sound too traditional and old fashioned, but um, it, I, I didn't, I wasn't a hundred percent in on it, but it was, a, it was an interesting format that I had a hard time wrapping my head around for the 20 minutes or so that I had to, to actually spend watching it. Um, yeah, oh, interesting. Your guy PGA sold out a sport that's already out of touch, took easy money instead of looking to reinvent, reimagine their tour and how to inspire a new generation of golfers, especially those without country club access. Here's what I would like to know. How much in the water was the PGA tour? I mean, were that, were they, were they hurting that badly that they had? Like, was, was this the Albany empire situation? 
hey, we don't really want this guy's money, Antonio Brown, but we need some money here. So bring him in and the whole thing blows up. Is that what we're yeah. talking about here? Was the PGA Tour not going to survive and we were unaware of this? Was this going to be a court battle that simply they, the PGA Tour was not going to, one, be able to win or two, be able to continue to finance well, sure. above and beyond what the Saudis were willing to throw in on this? I, I don't know. I'd like to know some of these things. There's a long list of stuff that we yep. don't know, but it, it, it's hard for me to sit here and be sympathetic to the PGA Tour if they want to play the card of, well, financially, we just weren't going to be able to sustain. Yeah, I, listen, I don't think, I think either side would tell you financially they didn't want to sustain the ongoing court battles. And that makes this disappear instantaneously because now you're one big happy family and the court battles are no longer. So I think that was the big thing. Like you're talking tens of millions of dollars and that's what they've already spent and that's if this is resolved very soon and likely it was going to go on months, if not years in the legal system. Yes. And nobody wanted to spend that kind of money. Um, the thing that I think I'm most impressed with this day and age, and you I said it, it was something that no one expected. No one heard like the PGA tour players didn't know about this. The thing I read this morning, there were talks for seven weeks four in-person meetings between both sides and yet none of this leaked until it was a yeah. done deal Tuesday yeah. morning. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, you're right. That might, that might be the most That's shocking the most impressive part of the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> you're right. It's the most shocking thing. Uh, as stunned as we were at this merger, it's even more shocking that it was as quiet as it was. And, uh, and sudden and abrupt as it was when the announcement came, because you're right, absolutely nobody saw this thing coming. All right, we'll take a quick time out here, Ash. I'm live in Alpenhouse. You see the Yeti cooler behind me. You see the sunglasses behind me. So, you know, let's just pretend like you already have a great boat. Mm -hmm. First of all, why aren't you calling me? But second of all, there are these great accessories you need for your boat uh, life here at Alpenhouse. They are now, an authorized Garmin dealer. Mm -hmm. So whatever you need out on the waterways, right, to make sure you don't get lost, take people. Um, they, they've got that. Or your tracking on your wrist, they've got that as well. They have the life jackets from Sea-Doo that you need if yours is old or broken or you just have a, a new watercraft that you need uh, a life jacket for. They've got that here. And then they've got all the cool stuff too, like the wakeboards and the tubes and everything to have a great time out on the water. Take a quick time out here on Honorado and Company. I mean, so consumed by this golf news. Uh, there's some Albany Empire news. I can't imagine people are all that interested in that. They haven't seemed to be interested in the last few weeks. Uh, we'll dive into a little bit of that. But there is a topic that we just, I, I, I feel compelled to talk about here without judgment happening locally about a decision to play in a state championship game, ooh, we'll judge him, or <laughs> to go to prom. Back right after this. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of NYSCOBA are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. Life is about making memories. It's about sharing special moments with those we love and cherishing those moments forever. 
And what better way to create those memories than by spending time together in a space that is as beautiful and as special as the memories we create. Visit Alpenhouse on Route 30 in Amsterdam and Clifton Park Center and let us handle the heavy lifting. Take advantage of free local delivery and we'll haul away your old grill or patio furniture. And now back to Honorado and Company. Sponsored by Alpenhouse. And I'm sitting on a beautiful Regency 230 LE3. Come down down to the showroom here at Alpenhouse in Amsterdam and check this thing out. You'll see kayaks and grills and whirlpools as well. Hot tubs, home hot tubs, I guess, not whirlpools, hot tubs. Yeah, uh, hot they're tub. all here in Amsterdam. And these really cool sunglasses, um, which are as polarized. Can you see with that? There it is. There we go. Look at it. Now we can um, see it. Costa sunglasses, new product line here at Alpenhouse. Good for the eyes, good for the ocean. Uh, everybody's environmentally uh, friendly these days. Count Alpenhouse in on some of that too. All right, Ash, uh, let's talk about this topic that a lot of people in the capital region are specifically talking about, but I think it applies to so many people. Many of us grew up obviously playing uh, high school sports, and maybe that was the end of the line for us as it was for me. And so maybe the pinnacle of your high school athletic career could have been winning yep. or at least playing for a state championship. The girls' softball team, I don't know if I need to clarify that, just the softball team at Shenandoah, has a chance to play for a state championship. This is a program that has played for state championships in the past. It's always a very good athletic department overall. There's a group of seniors that is decided, they were kind of waffling a little bit, but ultimately decided we would rather go to prom this Saturday then play in the state championship game on Long Island and risk missing prom. Now, you could try to get fancy and do both, but ultimately it's a decision between playing or going to prom. And these seven seniors, right, have decided we would rather go to prom than get all the way to the end of the season and play for a state championship with our team. My quick take on this, okay? Mm -hmm. I can't fathom the idea. I just can't. I can't get my head wrapped around it. Now, I am well beyond my prom days. So perhaps it is more of a spectacle and more important now than it was when I was in high school. As I did learn in the News Channel 13 newsroom, as I polled people, hey, what would you do without any judgment? Here's the situation. What would you do? Overwhelmingly, the females said, go to prom or at least there was enough hesitation where you could tell they wanted to say go to prom but maybe thought they'd be judged the the men question is we're like what? how many of those a tuxedo or go play a sport i'm playing the sport go how ahead. many of those females were athletes that's a legit question yeah i understand um without naming them there were a couple who did play high school sports and the choice was prom okay so again it's not for me to say what these girls do or don't right. do. Everyone has it's, their own. It's their decision. Mm -hmm. However, if I made this decision to not to, this isn't about going to prom necessarily. It's about leaving your team. Correct. My parents would have lost their mind. First of all, they could have lost their minds all they want. There's no way they would let this happen. I had moments growing up playing sports or doing something that I had committed to. And I said, 
I don't really want to do this anymore. They said, too bad. Right. When you, you started it. the season or when you started the play or the production, whatever it is, you committed to it for the rest of however long it goes. Not just for you, not for us as parents, but for all of your teammates, castmates, whatever the activity was. And that's where I struggle here is to just not to say they haven't put thought into this, but to leave their teammates behind in a situation where they could too have a life changing or defining moment in some way, right? We, we hear about prom being this once in a lifetime opportunity. Do you think getting to a state championship every year is just guaranteed? No, that is once in a lifetime stuff as well. Yeah. So this is where I struggle is not because these girls want to go to prom, but because it's just kind of like, we know we've put in all of this time with our teammates and we've sweat and we've cried and we've laughed and all this. Now we're good. Last weekend of the year, eh, all good. And that's that's where I'm coming from, from. Like, I just remember my parents saying to me, you've committed to the team, you are in. Too bad. Like, you're not going on spring break, okay? Because you've committed to this. That's the way this goes. If you don't want to do it next year, fine. But your commitment is to this team and to the teammates and the coaches who have put a lot into this as well. And for you to not stay committed, that just wouldn't fly. All right. Be quiet. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, here's here's Sam's comment. You made a commitment to a team, have to play in the game. The school messed up by scheduling prom when there was a chance of playing in the state tournament. Here's the deal, Sam. The state tournament from tennis to track and field, baseball, softball spans about a month's worth of time. Unless you're going to have prom after everyone graduates, there is no chance that you avoid every sport or every and we get that. There are also comments that want us to stop talking about this. So I'm going to put it up because everyone deserves their fair shake. Please stop talking about the prom thing. Channel 13 has already solicited online criticism of these kids at least twice. And now you guys. How do you think this impacts them? Leave it and leave them alone. To be fair, it's a story that everyone is talking about. We're we're not we're not eliciting criticism. We are giving our two cents. Uh, I was also also haven't mentioned any names. Right. There's there's no yep. public sh- and 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 we're not shaming. There's no public shame here. We are simply making it known how we the two of us would approach the situation. And and quite frankly, when you make a decision uh, that may hit the public light, so uh, yeah, you're going to deal with some of this stuff. And and I'm sure the parents talk to the kids about it. Like, hey, you make this decision. It, it may not, it, not everyone will agree with that. And oh, by the way, the athletic director at Shen was pretty outspoken about it too. Chris Coleman was like, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. Uh, doesn't matter what is important to anyone other than these kids. And I agree. I, I don't disagree. It is a decision that they're making that they have to deal with. Um, yep. I, The one thing I would say, and, and Chris, you kind of started to say it, um, is that it is a decision. <laughs> Everyone is invited to the prom. prom. You're saying prom is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It's technically a twice-in-a-lifetime thing because you get to go to junior and senior prom. You can also be invited to other schools' proms. My brother went to like six proms when he was in high school. Nice. Uh, so it is not a once-in-a-lifetime thing, but it is everyone has the opportunity to attend a prom who goes to high school. That is fact. What is not true is that everyone has the opportunity to play in a state championship game, to play in a state semifinal game. That is an opportunity that 
we were trying to ballpark spitball it like 5% of high school athletes, maybe less than that 2% of high school athletes in the entire country ever get the chance to do. It wouldn't be the decision I make, but it's not my decision to make. Uh, I went to my junior prom and my senior prom happened to fall on the night of a sectional championship game against Chen. And I chose even before I chose not to go to my senior prom that night because of just like we get done at six. So you then have to rush home to shower, get ready, look good on a quick turnaround. You're going to be late. And I was like, not my thing, whatever. I feel like I made the right decision. We lost. I was an unhappy, miserable human that night. I wouldn't have had fun at my prom. But these are decisions that everyone has to make. It's not like they're in an extenuating circumstance that's never happened to anyone else on the planet. Uh, The other caveat to this is, and someone else brought this up. Mark says not complete information. Understanding is that at least two of the seniors want to play, but Coleman has forced the all or nothing. Well, that's not true. All the seniors want to play in the semifinal, which is where they're forcing the all or nothing, which to me, I don't have a problem with. If you're going to, you can't say, I want to go play in the semifinal, but if we win, well, then I'm out. I'm going back to go to prom and not play in the state championship. I understand the all or nothing from that perspective, but he is not saying that they can't play. He's saying you either pick both games or you pick no games. That's how this works. And to me, that's fair because you can't have kids that are committed to the team who don't get to play in the state semifinal game, who now you're going to throw, you've got like JV players getting thrown into a state championship game. It's not fair to anyone. So it's either all or nothing. And whoever plays in the semis gets to then play in the state championship game. You have access to the comments. I mean, are we absolutely getting crushed here? Um, uh, a little bit. Not. You know, I, I would also say this too, as I just kind of talked about the gender split in the newsroom. Mm-hmm. The Shen baseball team, oh, by the way, people, is in the same situation. Are the boys playing? Yeah, as far as I know. Okay. So, again, maybe this is just a little bit of a split. Like, maybe I, I don't have that side of my brain. And and maybe this is becoming just a, an event that is more important to, generally speaking, yep. females. But, obviously, these females over their male counterparts who are on the baseball team and and would have to go play a game at one o'clock Saturday afternoon in Binghamton. Closer location than Long Island. Correct. Is it an earlier start time, one o'clock? What time would the girls play? Uh, the girls on would Long play, Island? I believe, like noon or 1230, get done around 2, 230, longer time back. Okay. Back from Long Island in what, four and a half hours at most? Yeah, you, you're late you, for sure. You, you'd be late, but you could go again. I'm only telling you what I would do. I would play. I wouldn't lose a single moment of sleep over it. And again, just on top of that, there's no way in hell my parents would let me choose to to leave the team. And this isn't about prom. It's about the commitment to the team, period. Period. Have we exhausted everything on this topic? You have more. Oh, I think so. No, uh, Barbara asked, where is their championship game? I think she's referring to baseball. Their championship game is in Binghamton, not as far away as Long Island. We get that. Correct. The, the yeah. other thing is, though, Barbara, is that they could get back for prom. They would be like an hour late or an hour and a half late. So that's, again, a decision that that they have to make. I, I, it's either be late for prom. It's not missed prom entirely. It's be late for prom or play in a state championship game. 
I think that's kind of where it gets me. Yeah. Okay. The end. That's all right. Boy, didn't think we'd talk about prom on the show. I hope it I doesn't also... affect their ability to win, but ultimately oh, it is going to affect their, their on-field product because you have starters who are not going to play in these games. Yes. Huge factor. Um, and I'm with you. I do side with the AD on this. We're not letting you ha- do this halfway. You're, you're either you're with us completely or you're not or, or not yeah. at all. And that's a hard lesson to learn. Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, I, I do hope that these girls have one great time at prom. Yeah. And I hope that they don't regret their decision because like to make a, a choice like this at 16, 17, 18 years old. And then 10 years later, regret it, or maybe even 10 minutes later, regret it. Like, that's a terrible thing. So hopefully I'm with you. They, I hope they win the title. <laughs> and that's the thing. Uh, I hope they do too for all the girls who are yeah. sticking it out. And I hope they have a great time at prom. I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, wouldn't it be, I did say that through that's the end of my last thought. Wouldn't it be kind of funny if <laughs> some of the softball players were dating baseball players and the guys were like, we're like sorry, not going to be able to make it to prom. And nobody's going like, to prom. All right. going. You know, like, I also brought this up to you. Like, why not just throw your own, like the baseball and softball teams both aren't going to be there. I know there's track and field this weekend, like yeah. throw together yeah. a prom next weekend. Y'all go out and ask the athletic department to run out a restaurant and you do a baseball, softball, your yeah. own prom, whatever. I know it's not yeah. prom, but it's worth, you know, asking. Like, I'd try to do something else. All right. Before a quick time out here, let's just get this out of the way because we've yeah. got people who are outraged and let's people just pile angry. on. Uh, the Albany Empire, hey, set off the fire alarms. Uh, they have a new head coach. They do. His name is Mo Leggett. Um, He's the best. He, was, he was an Empire player, mm-hmm. recently retired, played a little bit in the NFL and the CFL. And now he's the head coach. So I'm curious, will he get more than one game? If Vegas set the line at one and a half, how many games as head coach would Mo Leggett get? Oh, he'll get more. Sure about that? I mean, when they get, they are going to get killed in Orlando. Killed. Maybe. And he's so when that interim happens. Interim head coach. So he's more fireable than the last head coach. And they've already fired an interim fire. head coach this year. Yeah. This is the second interim head coach. Are you sure they gave an interim tag on those other ones? Well, Damon Ware was interim. Oh, yeah. You're right. I don't yeah. know about Porcelli. I think he yeah, was Porcelli, I don't think Porcelli was, but yeah. everybody would get fired if anyway. they get killed in Orlando, and yeah. I mean killed, and then Antonio Brown is supposed to play on the 17th the way he says he is, are you telling me he's not picking a new head coach after getting killed and then potentially stepping on the field? No, I think, I think he'll give – because the problem is, is like he was a player on the team. He's well respected. He's he's been an empire guy for the last five years. I yeah. think you're going to give him a little bit more leeway than they've given other people. But I don't know. He's Antonio Brown. Yeah, nobody knows. That's Nick says deep. Nick says this week's coach AB needs to be the coach, then fire himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my goodness. It is the uh, the story that just won't go away. You know what else keeps won't go giving. away? The gift that um, keeps on giving. What's up with the air quality? It's uh, oh, thrown yeah. some stuff for a little bit of a loop here. Uh, prom and air quality. We're covering it all here on Honorado and Company. 
We're back right after this. 30 seconds. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. Six carbs and 95 calories. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. This was probably the best day for me to not be able to see the comments. Yeah, probably. everybody always says, like, don't read the comments. I have been more transparent uh, and and unguarded in this show than I have been in probably a while. And that, you know, that's never a good thing. Nobody ever really wants the truth from anybody. Listen, we've tried, we, I've tried to put up all the comments, good or bad. We, oh, okay, good. we can take it, but this oh, is no how, doubt. this is how this works. This is what this platform is. You yeah. all have a voice too, and we're happy to make it heard. Yes, please. Yeah. We're happy to share it. We hope you are free with your comments as well. I'm, I'm, I'm good with laughing at them. Um, I'm live in Alpen house. Uh, Route 30 Amsterdam on a beautiful region. Not in the outdoor smog. Is this some of the weirdest stuff you've ever seen or what? This is weird. Pretty weird. I said on the news this morning, (laughs) because the governor is offering masks to people. It's like a million N95 masks or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I said, we had just gotten over. It, it feels the mask like thing. everybody is so happy to throw the masks out. I'm sure we all have them, you know, stashed away somewhere, not even not even knowing that they're there. Right. Um, but but we we're so happy to get rid of the masks. And now it's like, hey, we're ready to give out some more N95s, people, because of this isn't smog. This is wildfires. You can't breathe the air. And it's apparently toxic. Yeah. So. Uh, they they postponed a Yankees game out of it. They postponed uh, a state semifinal lacrosse game and and therefore a state championship game. Yep. Right, locally Niskayuna, um, and now the Belmont Stakes is up in the air a little bit too. And I had this thought cross my mind when I saw some of these postponements. I thought, wouldn't it be something? And I will. I promise. I will. This is my last thought. On oh, if the Shen game gets pushed, if the softball games get pushed, the the the. This the smog is here air. now and now departing the capital region, but it's going to take a while to get through the New York City, Long Island area. Correct. So if they're not able to play Friday and they have to push to Saturday and Sunday and Chen wins the semifinal without some of these softball players on well, Saturday. My guess is they're not letting them back on the field Sunday. Oh, no, 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 of course not. Of course not. But talk about the regret that, that would be there. It's just, it's it's an incredibly unfortunate string of circumstances here. The dates being the same game and prom, and then and then the wildfires from Quebec, yeah. uh, perhaps interfering with all of it. But, but uh, just on the topic of air quality here, because everybody's talking about it, I'm just curious, like, it, it is unbelievable. You stepped out on Tuesday, stepped outside on Tuesday. You could smell it. Some of my clothes had even yeah. that like campfire smell. Yeah. It's not, it's not like people are barbecuing, but it's that, it's that sitting around uh, a fire pit type yep. of scent. It's unreal. Yeah. I, I was at empire practice. It's funny. I was at empire practice and you could see it on, on Tuesday. Like it started to look, get that hazy look. And I don't know, maybe like an hour into it as I was just, 
doing practice, I'm trying to do interviews and I couldn't stop coughing. And I literally was like, hang on, I've got to like, and I just kind of like turned around and tried to cough it out. And I don't know if it was because of that or not, but it felt like then people started talking about, like you were hearing schools weren't letting kids out for recess and shouldn't be outside. And then we're canceling games. And I thought maybe it really was because of the, the smoggy smokeness that I was coughing my lungs up. Crazy. So we just wanted to kind of throw that out there as something that's obviously going on here. Affecting sports Um, as well as the rest of the world. No doubt. Yep. I mean, millions of acres are burning in, in Canada. Um, Some people have had to evacuate, but it wasn't like uh, some of these other wildfires we hear where we see that uh, it's quickly endangering lives or homes of people. Right. Uh, Jeff Casey says he's had to cancel the last two days of rec softball league. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hoping to get to play the rest of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ash, let's move on to my guy, Leo Messi. This one took me by surprise. Okay. Biggest name in the sport? Yes. Would you say yes to that? Yeah. Biggest name in the sport, Lionel Messi, is coming to the United States to play in MLS. Now, you know, mid-30s, I think he's 35, um, still a star, just won the World Cup with Argentina, and he was the biggest reason why. Many of his goals came on penalty kicks, yes. but he is still an incredible soccer player. And so to me, this isn't like David Beckham going to the LA Galaxy when Beckham like couldn't even get on the field anymore with England. Okay. He was he was a big name, but he was no longer an elite player. Messi right. is still that. He's still the captain yeah. of Argentina. He's still an elite level player. Um from Barcelona to Paris Saint-Germain and out of Miami. I, I, I mean, th- this one, this one took me by surprise. I love it um, because I, just, the MLS is growing Yep. and it's expanding and the stadiums are sold out and the corporate partnerships are abundant. Mm-hmm. So this is a legitimate league, even for people who aren't soccer fans and you want to dismiss it. You can't. It's on major network TV. And as I said, the stadiums are sold out. This is just, though, another um kind of check mark mm-hmm. this league not only are we growing and expanding and flourishing we are pulling the best player or or most recognizable sure name in the sport to play for us crazy yeah no i listen i agree and i think it's it's like you said he's following in the footsteps of others you you mentioned beckham uh ibrahimovic did the same thing and i would say Messi is a little more in his prime, but he's still not in his prime. Until the MLS gets one of these stars in his prime, which will never Hmm. happen, ever, Hmm. I don't think, uh, then, okay. Like, then then you can kind of tout your legitimacy in comparison. The MLS is legit. It's growing. It's great. But when you're talking about comparing them to the European leagues, um, no – no chance. Like no. So you're saying unless they can get a Killian Mbappe two yeah, years from now. Like, yeah, somebody who's like a 27 year old star. Yeah. Can can draw them to the United States to play in the MLS, and they're they're not going to because the competition isn't as good. They want to play against better well, guys. 
the competition isn't as good. Well, I know, I know that, but they're not, not the choosing the competition. They're choosing the money. Money. Yeah, correct. That's why if, if an MLS team had some of this stupid transfer money that the European leagues have, and all of a sudden they've got $400 million sitting there for Mbappe, they could get Mbappe to Kansas city for crying out loud. Right. If they wanted to, um, yeah. Pulisic is kind of the interesting case, right? Yep. Does he ever feel the pull yep. of playing uh, professionally in America? Or is he? does he have the same eye to say, why am I passing up hundreds of millions of dollars for just kind of to be like, not the sacrificial lamb, Rory McIlroy, but like the one guy that's going to try to put this thing on his back like and not boy. be compensated? Yeah. Eh, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Listen, it's interesting. I am intrigued by there were people who, before Messi made the announcement, went and looked at Inter-Miami tickets, and now, <laughs> like, the first few games of Inter-Miami are, like, out-of-this-world, skyrocketed, exorbitant stuff. You can't yeah, afford yeah. tickets to an Inter-Miami <laughs> game all of a sudden. That's incredible. All right, uh, quick timeout here on Honorado and company. Very uh, Potter. I mean, who knew? Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on Broadway celebrating five years. And and listen, I, I'm sometimes as candid as I can be about some of this stuff. When, when people approach us with opportunities to interview some people, Ash and I say, yeah, that's, that's a little out of our lane, but we're interested. Great. And we've got questions. Mm -hmm. We want to know some things. So we hope you enjoy this conversation with the two stars of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on Broadway. It's coming up in a minute on Honorado and Company. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. Looking for a fun and relaxing way to spend time on the water? Look no further than the luxury of a pontoon boat. With their spacious and comfortable design, pontoons from Barletta, Sun Chaser, and Sun Tracker offer plenty of room for family and friends to enjoy a day in the sun. Whether you're looking to ski and tube, swim, or simply relax, pontoon boats provide the perfect platform for all of your aquatic adventures. So why wait? Stop by Elpenhouse Boats today or shop online anytime at elpenhouseboats.com. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. Welcome back to Honorado and Company. It's Chris Honorado, it's Ashley Miller, and it's Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, I don't get to do this very often. A wildly successful show on Broadway. It's the best-selling non-musical that there's ever been on Broadway. Ever. ever. Five years of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And when we get opportunities like this, Ash, you know we never say no because we have great interests certainly outside of the world of sports. And so let's bring our two guests onto the show here. Uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. My goodness, this is... This is fun. It's Chris and Ashley up in Albany, New York, and it's this—it's the two stars of the show. 
Steve and Joel, some you one of you has great experience with this show. The other one, not as much. But let me just first off say hello and thanks for joining the show in Albany. Hey, thanks, Chris. Thanks, yeah. Ashley. Thanks for having us. Uh, are you as surprised? I mean, look, from books to big screen to Broadway, uh, is there anything that this character and this literary legend of Harry Potter can't do? <laughs> You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised that it, it is a hit. I mean, this is our fifth anniversary, our fifth year doing the show. And I think it's because um, because of the power of the story and, and the connection that uh, people have to these characters and also the magic. The magic you get to see in this show, um, there's more magic in this show than any other Broadway show you're going to see. So it really is a, a, an experience, a different kind of experience for, for an audience. And so as and we introduce Steve Haggard to our audience there yeah. who just spoke and Joel Myers, uh, Steve plays Harry and Joel plays Harry's son, Albus. Sorry, Ash, go ahead. Just wanted to no. clear it up for yeah the, the dual shot there. Yeah, I was going to say, and for people who maybe aren't super familiar with Harry Potter, which I'm not sure how many of those people are out there, but this is, this is a music or not a musical. This is a, a theatrical production that picks up post book, post film. So this is, this is an, a version of Harry Potter that no one has yet seen. Joel, you're you're a little newer to this. You've been on for six months now. What has this experience been like to play a character that has not existed prior to this theatrical version? Yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's I, I grew up with the books and the movies coming out. And so Harry Potter Harry Potter is very much a part of my life. And it's amazing to step into this world, you know, as Albus, a new character, and get to be on stage with Harry, Ron, Hermione, Draco, you know, all the characters I grew up knowing and loving and to look across the stage and see them every night, you know, see dad every night. And um, <laughs> it's wonderful because it's, you know, we get a lot of kids, we get, a, we get a lot of super fans, people people older than me who come and have loved Harry Potter all their lives. We get a lot of kids who are discovering it for the, discovering it for the first time. And it's great to share that world with them every single night. Don't give away all the secrets here, guys, but <laughs> how do you as a company pull off what you're able to do visually on stage and in a confined space. Sure. I, I mean, uh, lots and lots of practice. That's how we're able to do it. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's a it's an epic spectacle, this uh, play. So, uh, we, you know, I'm not going to give away all the surprises <laughs> and there are a lot of them. But, you know, we, we've got uh, wizard duels and dementors coming from the sky at the audience. We've, we've got explosions and, and uh, magical creatures. And you get to see these spells happen uh, that you've seen in the movies. You get to see them happen yeah. live. And I, and I think that's one of the things that keeps, that keeps people coming back to see the show again um, uh, is that joy and that sort of surprise they get from stepping into an, a, a real magical world. Listen, you knew it was going to be good because we've talked about how wildly successful J.K. Rowling's books were and, and and are and how wildly successful the movies were. Did it has it surprised either of you, though, how this has continued just to take off and reach new heights? We've seen Harry Potter World down in Disney World like this is a cultural phenomenon, maybe unlike any other that we've seen in the last 50 years. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, like I said, I think for it's one of those things that is worldwide. We have mm -hmm. audiences coming not only from New York and from the US, but international audiences who come. People, we have audience members who don't even speak English and come mm -hmm. to see the show for three and a half hours. And 
love it because of the magic you know even if they don't understand a word that's being said it's it's this amazing thing that people can share and people want to be a part of the wizarding world you walk into the theater and the theater has been completely redesigned it feels like you're in hogwarts we've got chocolate frogs we've got butterbeer <laughs> people come in their wizarding robes and just have a great time playing in this world with us i love that um again i mean there are tony awards lawrence olivier awards uh, record-setting sales in terms of a non-musical on Broadway, and everybody equates Broadway to these views, but but obviously here's a success story of of one that isn't a, a musical and, and a great kind of break-the-mold type of, of stage performance here. Steve, let me ask you a question. Uh, you've got your son here sitting next to you. Are you, are you a proud father based on how things play out on stage with Albus? Uh, I think we'll see how Father's Day goes. Yeah. Uh, I'm expecting some uh, <laughs> some nice gifts. About uh, yeah, I mean, the, one of the beautiful things about this story, and I, I think why um, the books are so universal and this is universal, is it touches on um, stuff that we all sort of are trying to figure out. And Harry, you get to see him as an adult and a father, try to figure out how to deal with some of his own stuff uh, and his own, you know, um, past in order to be a better father for his son. And I think that's a thing that, you know, is a very universal um, feeling that that a lot of parents go through. And, I, and, and it's also a time travel adventure story. <laughs> so I mean, it's a it's a pretty wild experience for an audience. Five year anniversary, which is in itself a very impressive feat. Chris and I love Broadway. Uh, we get down there. Well, we try to get down there once a year. It's about a three yeah. hour trip for us, so not bad. But Chris, I think we got to get to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Although we need for Chris to brush up on his books and movies first, because <laughs> I'm not sure that he would understand anything that was going on. He, he might. I mean, it's, well, you know, I, a fan. I saw the trailer and I can tell you, even just visually, it's worth yeah. going to check this thing out because it blows you away. I might need like my niece to write me some crib notes. notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't, you're not going to need crib notes. It's a, it's, it's a standalone play that uh, everybody can enjoy. Um, and you don't have to be a, a Harry Potter fan to, to get something out of it. But we should bring the niece and nephew if we're going to go. Absolutely. And leave them at home. I mean, they'll get way more out of it than we will. Yeah. Guys, congrats on the, the great success this show has had and you two continue to have as the tandem on stage here. Um, this has been fun for us. It, breaking the mold on Broadway, breaking the mold a little bit on Honorado and Company up in Albany, New York, uh, reaching our social media followers, the NBC station in Albany and uh, and across TV, of course, uh, as well. So this was fun. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. Steve Haggard and Joel Myers, the stars of Harry Potter, The Cursed Child on Broadway. Check it out now. We're back right after this on Owen Co. For 59 years, Alpenhouse has been your destination for outdoor fun, and we're celebrating all month long. So if you're on the hunt for your next adventure, Alpenhouse has the perfect RV for you. Like this Coachman Catalina for $151 a month or this primetime Avenger for $260 a month. Experience the open road in comfort and style with the nation's top brands. Shop online at alpenhouserv.com or visit us in Amsterdam and Saratoga. Alpenhouse, your total camping outfitter for 59 years. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. 
And back live now from Alpenhaus in Amsterdam, it's Chris and Ash. And one more time. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Ash, you are up to round out the show here. All right. My dirty, difficult, done. I don't normally like to kind of go out on limbs and make, I don't know, just kind of, it feels like an extreme statement, but my dirty, difficult, done is after a huge postseason run and one that was rather unexpected, the Miami Heat is finally done. I understand they're only down two games to one, but last night just looked like it might be the end for them. I mean, the performance that Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray put together was historic, literally. It has never been done before. Two teammates with a 30-plus point triple doubles together in the same postseason or regular season game, never been done before. Uh, Jokic is dominating the way that he has all year long. And it's so funny because the comments after the game were Murray like, yes, how many times does he have to do this before anyone understands how gifted this man is? Like how many MVPs does he have to win? 32 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, just like stuffs the stat sheet. So I think the heat is done, uh, but then they'll probably go out and tie the series in two nights and I'll look stupid. So. Yeah, I, listen, I don't know about looking stupid, um, but I just am not going to count out this Miami. Every time I felt like they're not going to win this series or, okay, they won a game or two, but they're done now. They've fallen behind in the series. They come back. Yeah, Jimmy Butler is just that kind of guy. The man. Like, no matter what, I just don't – I'm not in a spot where I'm going to count him out. And Eric Spolstra is the best coach in the series. He may not have the best player because Jokic is on the other side, but he's the best coach. And Butler is maybe the most determined player in the series and incredibly talented, of course. Yep. I'm with you. I still think Denver wins the series. And I told you, I think Denver wins in six. Um, And I think that's how it ends. Miami finds a way to get one more here. Did you need Miami last night? I needed Miami last night. Now, so you're out now. I'm done. Yeah, the way I thought the series Chris was puts going his money to go, game to game to game to game to game. I needed Miami last night in order for this thing to come together, but I had Denver and six at the end of it all. Okay, still so, possible. A quick thought here on on Jokic, though, right? I mean, the guy we've used unicorn a number of times. It may be befitting of nobody more than Nikola Jokic, right? Yeah, he's a unicorn for sure. Unbelievable. Thank you for watching, everybody. Have a great weekend.